It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, but only four times this week as we have New Year's Eve once again coming up here, another holiday weekend, another holiday dropping on a Friday. Didn't have an episode on Black Friday, didn't have one last week on Christmas Eve, will not have one on New Year's Eve as we all hope to ring in the new year and have a positive year in 2022 and hopefully the Carolina Panthers can make some resolutions and change things as we all would love to see a playoff appearance next season as we've not had one since the 2017 season and I don't know about you I am sick and tired of not watching the Carolina Panthers go to the playoffs and I will hear from all of y'all very shortly here as it's another edition of the weekly Friday mailbag but today on a Wednesday next week on Friday we'll be back for the weekly Friday mailbag occurring on the actual day that it's supposed to occur on. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and to check us out on Spotify, but also to participate for the weekly Friday mailbag. Um, make sure to at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. Make sure to follow me also at Julian Council on Twitter. Going to get to your questions here in just a moment, but first, COVID, 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 our favorite topic of discussion across the sports world of late not really it sucks bowls are getting canceled everyone in the nfl seemingly has covid i think adam schefter put something out like there's 400 positive cases in the month of december alone where that might be high that might be wrong but i I don't know i saw something ridiculous like that don't want to be the guy spreading misinformation apparently there was more um positive cases in the month of december in the NFL than there were all of last season during the 2020 pandemic season where there was no vaccine. And it's not great to see what's going on as the NFL has a hotly contested playoff race going on in both the NFC and AFC. And the Carolina Panthers, of course, are not a part of that, unfortunately. Here's here's the numbers right here. Adam Schefter, last year from the start of the regular season through the Super Bowl, there were 262 positive cases there are already have been more than 400 players positive in the month of December alone so there we go not spreading misinformation at all the Carolina Panthers as we know have been affected by this last week losing Pat Elfline who could not start for them at center also lost Brandon Zilstra on Sunday and now as we saw on Monday they play Shaq Thompson Brian Burns two key defensive players on the COVID list today Tuesday as I'm recording this to you and now it's Wednesday but they placed Third string center, Sam Tecklenburg, who started on Sunday in place of Pat Elfline, who was on the COVID list. He's now been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list for the Carolina Panthers. So the hits keep coming to that offensive line that has started 11 out of uh, different combinations in their 15 games so far this season, which is not the formula to success. Tecklenburg actually was the uh, third 
highest rated player for the offensive line on Sunday afternoon as a guy who made his first career start in the National Football League, which does not say a lot about John Miller, who was the lowest rated player, and then Michael Jordan, who has had his moments, at least according to Matt Rule, while Brady Christensen and Taylor Moten did a fairly good job there bookending at the tackle position. So if Tecklenburg's not able to go, the Panthers will have to make some sort of move. Hopefully, Pat Elfline, who I presume is uh, vaccinated, could come back and play for the Carolina Panthers, hopefully on Sunday as the game is now moved to 425 Sunday afternoon in New Orleans. So there's a quick update on who's not going to be available come Sunday in all likelihood in Sam Tecklenburg. So get better, buddy. We will hopefully see you on Sunday or we'll see you next Sunday. I don't know. All right, let's get into the questions here. We'll start off with Fernando, who is a Panthers fan all the way from Brazil. He says, hi, Julian. Question for the mailbag. It seems to me that the process rule is preaching and telling that's happening and no one can see the results until now is most standard things that football players do. Play hard, improve, show up. Like the example we made of CJ Saunders, it's obvious he will show up on the hotel if he's called to play. In college, it makes a ton of a difference, but in the NFL, if you have star players or develop them into it, or you put them in good position to make plays, in short, it seems his process is not enough for the NFL. Am I wrong for thinking that? Thanks. I mean, I don't think so. We haven't seen the results, and it takes time as I preach patience, and eventually, maybe we'll see the results. Right now, we have not seen them, which has led to a lot of the fan frustration and why people want to get rid of Matt Rule today. Did he walk into a terrible situation here in Carolina? No. He stripped it down. There was guys like Greg Olson and Cam Newton who he could have kept around, but instead instead decided that, hey, it's time to move on. Let's get our own quarterback situation, Teddy Bridgewater. And fast forward to now, you have the worst quarterback situation in the National Football League and not a ton of assets to go out there and fix it, at least the way it looks like on paper this offseason. So, no, I don't think you're wrong for feeling that way, Fernando. I mean, you can feel however you want, but I don't think you're wrong for not believing that his process is going to work or if it's working at all, which Matt Rule says he has 1,000% belief that the process is working, even though the Carolina Panthers are headed to a 5-12, and maybe 6-11 and season, depending on who even plays for New Orleans on Sunday and who plays for Carolina on Sunday. Going to be a mess of a game, it looks like. All right, let's find some other questions here. Nicholas. Uh, who asked me on Sunday, seriously, what the hell did we just watch? You just watched the 2021 Carolina Panthers, man, and the process working. (laughs) Working, but it's not, Uh, at least not right now. And we haven't seen the results, so maybe it is. But I'm not seeing, I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, Okay, as I just threw my phone and dropped it, you heard a text message come through. It's Guys, I'm like so checked out on this year. I'm just trying to get through this today. All right, Nathan. He says, I fully understand the O-line needs help, and that's where our draft pick should go, but I would not be blown away if Matt Rule picks up a Kenny Pickett or a Malik Willis. Just have a quarterback to rebuild with. I don't think that's what should be done, but I would not be surprised if free agency being where he tries to rebuild the O-line. I don't think either of those quarterbacks are the answer or any quarterback in this draft, but it doesn't make sense. Matt Rule would probably do it. (laughs) That makes sense. So if if it doesn't make sense, Matt Rule will do it. That's what you're saying here, Nathan. Yeah, I don't really see why Matt Rule who is going to be up against the wall, is going to do a Matt Nagy and draft a quarterback in the first round. Now, Nagy's going to lose his job, and and that's the Chicago Bears head coach, by the way. Um, He's going to lose his job in Chicago. Ryan Pace, the GM there, who's gotten the opportunity to bring in Mike Glennon, then Mitch Trubisky, then Nick Foles, and now Justin Fields, is somehow untouchable up in Chicago. 
he apparently is going to get another opportunity to keep being the GM there in Chicago, which I don't really see how that makes any sense at all. But whatever, not our problem, not our clowns, not our circus. I don't think that Matt Rule is going to go draft a rookie quarterback who's going to be end up being the guy that the next regime comes in and takes over for, has as their quarterback if things don't work out next season. And also, as I've said, don't think David Tepper is patient enough to sit here and wait for Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or Matt Corral or whoever the hell is going to be there available to develop in three to four years. The Giant or the Giants, yes, with Daniel Jones are still waiting to see if he's going to turn any anything. Buffalo has their guy. Baltimore has their guy. It never worked out with Arizona when they had um, Josh Rosen, but it's worked out with Kyler Murray. It doesn't necessarily happen overnight. It takes time, as I'm saying with the rebuild here in Carolina and what Matt Rule is trying to build. But I don't think Matt Rule would go out there and bring in a rookie quarterback. And, yes, offensive line obviously should be the priority going into the draft. All right, going to take a quick pause and answer more of your questions here in just a moment. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to Candy Bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, or wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars so when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back to the questions. Eric asks, is it bad that I'm taking elimination from the playoffs as a Christmas gift? Hoping now that nothing is on the line, we can see some developmental players get some time split between wanting to see the team find some spark and pull out a win and wanting them to lose out for the draft picks. Well, they're not going to win um, next week against Tampa, even if Tampa has I – mean, Bruce Arians apparently is on a COVID list now, so hopefully he'll be okay. Like Again, who's not on COVID right now? It, I, it's news if you're not on there at this point in time with the NFL and how things have gone. 
just crazy to think how it's gone just to complete crap. And they're going to have to go back to the protocols of last year to try and salvage the rest of the season. Carson Wentz, who decided not to get vaccinated. And here's the one benefit of getting vaccinated is you can test out. Carson Wentz, he's out for 10 days, man. Going to miss next He's going to miss this Sunday and might likely miss next Sunday. And Indianapolis is in firm position to be a playoff team. And Carson Wentz just screwed his team by not getting the shot. He could have still gotten COVID, but he can at least maybe been available for next week. Now it looks like he's not going to be available at all the rest of the regular season, and the season might be over for Indianapolis. So it's um to answer your question, yes, it's not it's not bad. Excuse me, no, it's not bad, Eric. That you uh are happy that the team got eliminated. Hopefully, you can see players like Brady Christensen who should start the remainder of the season at left tackle. It'd be nice to see Deontay Brown get some run here, especially with some guys on the COVID list. You'll just see more of Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith the rest of the season. I'm with you. Let's see the young guys. There's nothing else to gain other than developing these players for the next two weeks. So I'm on board with that. All right, Brody says, I have a lot for the mailbag this week. I'm really glad Matt Rule said what he said about basically reminding the world that we're still rebuilding. It's clear Matt now understands the importance of an O-line after seven sacks today. I certainly would hope, Brody, though, that he understood the importance of it before the O-line gave up seven sacks. It shouldn't take him 15 weeks or 16 weeks, however many weeks we're at to this point in the season, to understand that that is a crap group that he has there. Um, but more from Brody said, he started the rebuild of the defense. I'm glad he did. But now it's time for the O-line. Let Cam retire honorably. Keep Sam another year since we already ha- were already obligated to it. Um, trade back in the first a couple times. Take the best O-line or quarterback available. Hire a new O.C. Hire a new O-line coach. Just look forward to next season. I really hope Tepper stops being impatient and doesn't wipe the slate clean this offseason. And as I've said, Brody, and to all of y'all out there, I think that Matt Rule, out of principle, should get another season. First offseason, he had to deal with a pandemic, didn't have a normal program, and still had Marty Herney as his GM. Last year, things are normal. Got Scott Fitter. You saw how Fitter managed, maneuvered the draft, and you saw how they were able to fix a defense that was not great, couldn't get out the field last season, to one of the best defenses in the league. So we've seen already there's proof that the Carolina Panthers can go into an offseason and want to prioritize the defense, which they've done in the first two drafts that they had, and they can fix it. So let's hope they can do the same thing when it comes to the offensive line and quarterback. The problem is they've struck out the last two offseasons with their quarterback decisions, and that's really what's going to determine whether Matt Rule has a fourth season or not here in Carolina and whether Carolina has any success in 2022. All right, uh, Zach. Hey, Julian, I'm a huge fan of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Thank you. I know it's late in the season, but I was wondering if you think that DJ Moore should you should be used in the backfield more. He played there for a small amount of snaps near the beginning of the season and scored multiple touchdowns from there, but they haven't put him back since. Thanks for your time. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Zach. Uh, sure. Why not? Let's see some wrinkles here later on in the season uh, with DJ Moore, who has another 1,000-yard receiving season, his third in a row. Only Steve Smith and Greg Olson have done that. That just shows you how good DJ's been and how, despite all the poor, or in spite of all the, uh, yeah, or is it despite, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, all the core, all the poor quarterback play, DJ Moore has had a really good career so far early on here in Carolina, and he's going to get paid, possibly this offseason. Um, yeah, if they want to put him in the backfield, I'm fine with that. But typically when McCaffrey's there, I don't really need to see it. You'd also maybe see uh, they can mix in uh, Robbie Anderson, get some uh, plays out of the backfield like we saw. Uh, I guess it was the reverse that they had against Buffalo a couple weeks ago. So why not? What do they have to lose? Nothing. Michael, hey, Julian, I've been listening to your podcast since you took over Locked on Panthers. I love what you do and your honest takes. You really do it better than anyone else. I certainly agree that rules should see a third year. Thank you, Michael. My Christmas wish 
is that we beat this damn Bucks team. Sorry, that did not come true, buddy. Uh, my college roommate is a huge Bucks fan, and I want him to shut up. I assume he hasn't shut up. Uh, do you think drafting a competent O line will be key? Yes. I think an O-line would automatically make the quarterback position better for Cam, Watson, Wilson, Darnold, whoever it is. Give Cam another year or try something new at that position. Yes, I do agree. If you get a better offensive line, you're you're going to have more success. And I believe that if Sam Darnold would have been behind a better offensive line, he would have played better this year. Would he have been the answer long-term in Carolina? No, because Sam Darnold's not a good quarterback. And we would have found that out eventually. If the goal for David Tepper is to win a Super Bowl one day, then Sam Darnold will not be the long-term answer, nor will Cam Newton. Matt Barkley, sayonara, he already got cut, but he would not have been the answer. P.J. Walker would not be the answer. So, no. No Cam. No Sam. Deshaun, again, we're not going to talk about it until that stuff gets cleared up. And Russell, I don't know what's the deal with Russell in Seattle, but that's going to take assets. And Russell Wilson, I would imagine, if he has a new home, it's going to happen prior to the draft. And the Carolina Panthers aren't going to be able to get really much capital unless they trade back on draft night or they go ahead and trade away those picks in free agency if they want to try and acquire a quarterback like a Russell Wilson. But that's probably going to require them to give up their first-round pick in 2022 and 2023. And then they're not going to have a single pick in the top 100. It's it's a tough situation. I believe in Scott Fitter. I think he can uh, manage it and figure out some things. So, no, don't give Cam another year, and Sam will be the backup. they got to go find another quarterback next year, and I don't know who that's going to be. All right, Daniel, and then I'll take – actually, you know what? Take a quick pause here, then we'll get to Daniel's question on the other side here on Locked on Panthers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, back to your questions. Uh, Daniel, he says, Hey, Julian, circling back around to my early preseason question. Clearly, we did not hit both of our expectations of this team. I thought they'd go 8-9. That's me, Julian, counts talking right now. Yeah, I thought they'd go 8-9. Obviously, did not happen. He asks, Where do we even go from here? I share your frustration, and both of our big things for this season was just showing promise for the future. Where are we at with that? I don't even know how to feel about this team going into next year. I'm with you in giving Rule one more year, but I also have zero confidence in this organization and development. Honestly, I've never felt this frustration with the team. Maybe just recency bias, but damn, it's rough. Hope you have a Merry Christmas and try not to think of this dumpster fire too much. I had a lovely Christmas, Daniel, and unfortunately, I couldn't get away from this dumpster fire because they activated Sam Darnold on Christmas Day, ruining my Christmas and ruining a lot of Panther fans' Christmases. And then on Boxing Day... They decided, hey, let's put in Sam Darnold. Boo! And then Robbie Anderson told everybody they're bad fans, even though Robbie Anderson's had a horrible season and he's never done nothing here in Carolina and should probably shut his mouth. As you can tell, I'm a huge Robbie Anderson fan this week. Um, Where do we go from here? Well, we, you and I, we can, you know, just enjoy the offseason and we can enjoy our lives. We can try and ignore the Panthers. That's what we can try to do here. Where do they, the Panthers, go? Because, I mean, I, I think about the Uncle Phil, like, we? <laughs> we? No. There's no we. It's the Panthers. Where do they go from here, though? Um, I, I mean, we, we said it. We've said it ad, ad, ad nauseum. Y'all have said it. I've said it. 
you go into the offseason and you know that you have to go find answers on the offensive line. You have two starters out there on your roster right now in Taylor Moten and in Brady Christensen. Does Pat Elfline earn a center job? I don't think he should. They should absolutely try and bring another center in. I know we spent a lot of time talking about left tackle, but the center position hasn't really been good over the last three seasons here in Carolina either. And left tackle goes you know, further than that. And you can kind of look at Ryan Khalil in the, the last couple of years of his career and the injuries that he suffered, especially the neck injury. It's been about four or five years since Carolina Panthers have had a really good play at the center position. That is the most important position on the offensive line. That's where the communication starts and having a really good center, which is you don't really see centers hit free agency, which with Paradis, who was good in Denver, you were so excited to get him, but you only got him because of the injury. And as we saw the last three years, he just wasn't that guy. So finding a center is vitally important. And that's not just to discount left tackle, because that was also important. But you know, I had the answer there at left tackle and Brady Christensen, if Matt Rule decides that he believes that's the guy, or if they can find a better option at left tackle then you can slide in Brady Christensen and then know he has the versatility to jump bounce out the center or left tackle uh, if you need to have that happen I don't have much confidence in their ability to find a quarterback I just look at the quarterbacks that might be available and that's a big time might and I just don't see how they look at this situation as a favorable one for them and then the, the rookies that are going to be out there in the draft I just don't really love any of them coming in next year in a situation where Matt Rule has to win so it's not none of it's simple if you look at it, and I hate to say that because you want to have some sort of hope, and the NFL is great at building hope. So I know people are like, "Oh, I'm not going to watch the Panthers next year. I'm going to be out on them if if Matt Rule comes back." Yada yada yada, bullcrap. You'll be right back here come the draft and come August. You'll be fired up for Panther season once again, like all of y'all are, because you're suckers. <laughs> you're sheep. You do it every year. It doesn't matter how bad your team is. You're going to keep doing it. The people in Cleveland can keep showing up. You're damn well going to keep showing up. So I don't really know where they go from here. It's just find a quarterback, draft an offensive line, develop, make good decisions. All right, a couple more. Josh, where are you on the top linemen of Evan Neal from Alabama, Iki Aquanu, who's a Charlotte area native who plays at North Carolina State, uh, Charles Cross from Mississippi State, and Alec Linder, was it? I think it's Alec Linderbaum from Boston College. I haven't seen Neil or Kwanwu. Also, is the best option to keep Sam for next year and take a quarterback with our first next or first next year when the class is a little bit better. No, if you keep Sam Darnold next year, you're not going to the playoffs, and Matt Rule's going to get his ass fired. That's what's going to happen. Like that's just what's going to happen. I hear all this, the excuses for Sam Darnold, and there's people like I was on Fox 46 with Will Kunkel for the uh, Charlotte Sports Live on uh, Monday night, and he was just he was asking me, like, what camp am I in? Am I on the camp, Sam camp or Cam camp? I'm like, I'm in neither one of them because I don't think neither one of them are going to be answers long-term. I damn well know that Sam Darnold's definitely not the answer long-term because unlike Cam, Sam Darnold has never shown in his four years in the NFL that he's capable of being a good starting quarterback. Sure, he has a couple good weeks or a good month, but over the course of the season, he's proven for four straight years that he's not a good quarterback. At least Cam is a former MVP, so I know that it's in there. At least it's, we've seen it before. Does he still have the capability of being a good quarterback in the NFL and taking teams to the playoffs? Possibly, but I have no confidence at all that Sam Darnold could do that. So, no, you bring back Sam Darnold, you're throwing the season away. Like this year, I didn't really want to say it to y'all, but they were throwing the season away because there's no way in hell they're going to the playoffs with Sam Darnold as a quarterback. Even if you get the offensive line better because he can't play. Now, Evan Neal, Alabama, dude's a brick wall. Uh, Iquanu, it, Matt, Mel Kuyper Jr. sees him as a guard. 
And he also saw Rashawn Slater as a guard. So maybe he turns out to be a Pro Bowl left tackle next season. Charles Cross didn't really watch a lot of Mississippi State, but the guy's massive. And then all I know about Linderbaum is he comes from Boston College and like Wisconsin and like Iowa. Boston College just like churns out a ton of really good offensive linemen. So I'm all in. I'm on. I'm in on any of those dudes. Seriously, I don't care. Give me one of them. I'll even take the guy from um from Iowa. Maybe that maybe Linderbaum is the guy from Iowa. Is is model is he the one from Iowa? Okay, I'm gonna look this up right now as I'm talking to y'all, and I'm not gonna pause this. Linderbaum. Well, Lindstrom is Boston College. Linderbaum is the uh, guy from Iowa. Okay, Tyler Lindenbaum. Yeah, I'm I'm in on all of them. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, I'll take the kid. Well, you know, here if they're not gonna get a, if they can't get a left tackle, if they don't get Neil or Quanwu, which or I'm not. I guess Quanwu is gonna be considered a guard. If they can't get Neil or Cross then I'm all in on Linderbaum. I'm all in on Linderbaum at center, even if they have Neil and Cross on the roster. As I mentioned, center, more important than left tackle. That's all your communication right there. So, And that could be a position that's solved for the next 10 years. And you might already have the answer at left tackle in Brady Christensen. We'll see over the next couple of games. And if a coconut hits Matt Rule in the head and he wakes up and figures out, hey, Brady Christensen the answer. Okay, a couple more. Alex, he asked, does it make sense to take a chance on a backup quarterback in free agency since our current situation isn't appealing to a top-tier quarterbacks? Maybe Huntley or Mitch Trubisky on a one-year prove-it deal to align with Darnold's contract expiration. Tyler Huntley's played really well, man. He has, and he was really good back in college at Utah. And it's one of those situations where he's proven. Uh, it's unfortunate he was on COVID this past week in a huge game. Baltimore had to go on the road against Cincinnati, and they – the defense was so decimated, it didn't really matter. Joe Burrow throws for 525 yards. Would love to have him. Um, you look at the hope there in Cincinnati. They thought the coach was a buffoon, but they have Joe Burrow, and now the team's in first place and likely going to win the division. Like, the ceiling is the roof out there in Cincinnati, the other the fake Queen City there um, in, in uh, Ohio. I would love Huntley. I don't know what Huntley's contract situation is uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think Baltimore is going to want to let him go. They've seen just – Lamar's injuries this year and like, uh, who knows what COVID's like next year, that that's a very valuable piece for them. So he's on a one-year deal. Yeah, if they can – I'd be down with Tyler Huntley potentially. Um, also, let's look at it too. You, you bring up Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, I said it to somebody. If they're going to take a risk on a quarterback who had been a failed top three pick at his previous stop, Mitch Trubisky was the guy to do that with. Matt Nagy doesn't know what he's doing in Chicago. But Trubisky, two of the last three years, when he was the quarterback there, they went to the playoffs. Was it solely because of Trubisky? No. Did he start every game last year? No. But clearly, Mitch isn't the problem when you see how bad that offense has been again this year and the coach is about to get canned. I would have rather had him, a guy who's proven, he was, what, a Pro Bowler one year, or at least Pro Bowl alternate, which Sam Darnold hasn't even sniffed? He's at least proven that when you have a good defense around him, which Carolina Panthers is a really good defense, and if you can put some weapons around him like they did a couple years ago when they won a division and went 12-4, and four, he can get you the playoffs. Can you win a Super Bowl with him? Probably not. So the answer with those two quarterbacks, if they can't win a Super Bowl, should Carolina really be going out there and get him? And I think it's really too early to say anything about Huntley because you haven't really seen a ton of tape on him and Trubisky. You wonder in a different situation what things might look like. So, yeah, they were in a, they, the deal they should have done last year, yeah, was picking up Mitch Trubisky for nothing, for peanuts, instead of Sam Darnold, who can't play. Final question. Tony, 
Do you have faith in Rule moving forward? Do you think signing Cam was a smart move for him, especially moving forward? Um, well, signing Cam, and I know I got dunked on by all these people like, oh, yeah, you should never go against Panther Nation. Like, how dare you say that the Carolina Panthers should never brought back Cam? It's going to be really fun, right, when the Carolina Panthers tell Cam sayonara again. That's going to be a really enjoyable experience for all involved. When Carolina says, Cam, thanks for your the, for coming back, your contributions. It was fun for 10 days, and the last couple weeks weren't as fun. He's not going to start on Sunday. He's not. It's going to be Sam Darnold. So, and then Cam will play packages. And it'll be the Sam Darnold show again. Matt Rule doesn't want Cam. He's only here because Scott Fitterer called him, and the Panthers realized that they didn't trust P.J. Walker and that Cam Newton was the option that they had, the best option they had, they thought, in order to keep the season afloat, which did not happen. Is it Cam's fault? No, there's plenty of issues on the roster. And coming in the situation where he didn't know the playbook, he's still learning it, his contributions were always going to be limited to what he could actually do. Like The ceiling was not going to be as high as it used to be. And the floor is pretty damn low, as we saw at the Miami game when it came to Cam Newton. So I'm not here to sit here and dunk on Cam and say, like, oh, it was a terrible decision. But it's a decision that had they not made, we're not sitting here having to worry about, oh, whether Cam should come back next year and then having to listen. I know I'm going to have to listen to people bitch and moan again about getting rid of Cam Newton. So, I mean, I don't think it was a – I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say it was a smart move. I don't think it was a terrible move. I don't think it was smart to bring him back because now we got to go through yet another painful breakout, which is what I was trying to avoid this entire time. And do I have faith in rule moving forward? I'm just going to go off his track record. It's not necessarily where it's usually gone when you look at kind of the, at the stock chart. It's kind of trending down a little bit. It was going up there at the beginning of the season when they were 3-0, and and then it's gone down. And we're kind of back to, I don't know, maybe some point last year, like around week 12. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really have a ton of faith, but I'm going to just sit here and maybe believe him that he says the process is working a 1,000%. What else are we going to do? Call for someone else? Hey, if they, if they can hire Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson, then fine. If you can get a former Super Bowl head coach, but I'm not going to sit here and believe just because you hire another coach, you fire him, that you're going to hire the right guy. Because, again, if, you don't, if you're not a short order killer and you don't mess, dress messy and look like him, then David Tepper is probably not going to hire you. Because that's those were his quotes when it came to Matt Rule. Like, oh, he used to be a short order cook. He's a blue-collar guy. He dresses like crap. I dress like crap. He wasn't talking X's and O's. He did say about being a program builder, I mean, you wonder how many guys who should have been hired or at least given an interview weren't given an interview because David Tepper's just like, oh, man, got got got, got a mini-me right here in, in uh, Matt Rule. We'll see how things play out. All right, that wraps it up here on Locked on Panthers. Again, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, all those other great podcasting platforms out there. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Counts, where every Friday, like next Friday, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, which I did today on a Wednesday. So either at me or DM me, but first make sure to follow me. Going to talk to Ross Jackson tomorrow, I believe, for our weekly crossover edition and our final episode of 2022. So it's been a fun 2022. I'll talk to you one more time this year, tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.